Hey, hey, it's Annalicia. I host the podcast, Well Now with Annalicia Law, and you are currently tuned into Well Now with Annalicia Law, the podcast bringing you candid conversations relevant to the masses. Today, I have a treat for you. So earlier this year, you got to hear my story about how food baked and buttered me into the person I am today. But what about the originator, the blueprint, the OG law, as some call her? Yes. Can you please start by saying your name and your relationship to me? My name is Marcella Law, and I am your mother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Today, we're going to hear from my mom. Yes, I interviewed my mother, and we talked about her history with food and the meal that changed her life. It was so good that I still think about it to this day, and it's been almost 40 years. That's how good it was. Forever. Don't go anywhere. When I was younger, I thought my mom had an Italian dish named after her. How else would the Italians have named Chicken Marsala? She had to be the blueprint, right? Alas, it would be years before Marcella Law, formerly Marcella Hammett, would come to try this dish that her young daughter believed was named in her honor. Born in Cleveland, Ohio, the youngest of eight children, my mother did not grow up building the booming palate that she has today. We ate, you know, a lot of um, inexpensive meals like beans and rice and spaghetti. And we ate a lot of processed foods also, bologna, hot dogs. She recalls. Back in her day, she had little say in the food she ate but often scored regardless. At the time, she often ate her favorite foods like fried chicken and hot dogs. Even amongst that catalog were delicacies like fried bologna sandwiches, which I had been told about my entire life, and Vienna sausages. It didn't matter much what she wanted. However, she was still eating the things she liked. You know, if we got lucky, we were able to get McDonald's. That was considered one of those special meals. Or if we were, you know, even luckier, we were able to get church's chicken, you know, on those rare occasions where we actually ate what we call eating out. Due to her circumstance, options were repetitive, possibly even one noted. And when the time came to diversify her food landscape, with cuisines like Chinese food, it wasn't a very notable experience. Pick any city, then think of the smallest suburb in that city. That place likely has at least one Chinese restaurant. But the story doesn't end there. Those mundane eats didn't last forever. Coming up, mom recounts the meal that changed everything. 
That's after the break. When I left you, I foreshadowed a change, a wrinkle in time, a ripple that would, from there on, lead my mother's taste buds to seek parts unknown, flavors yet to be uncovered, cuisines yet to be discovered. Sorry, I got a little Shakespeare on y'all. But after hearing about this meal for years, literally, I've got to give you all the same energy my mother gives me every single time she talks about it. This all started with an invite to lunch. A classmate, two of my classmates were from India. And I remember them inviting us over to their place for lunch. And they cooked curry chicken. It was red curry chicken. I'll never forget it. To her, this was a regular lunch invite. Until it wasn't. And I was sitting there thinking, how did I go through my life not knowing that this food existed? (laughs) It was it was so good that I still think about it to this day. And it's been almost 40 years. (laughs) That's how good it was. The way I see it, this was an intervention meant to show my mother there was more to the food universe than what she'd seen. From that day, she was forever changed. It's safe to say that lunch was the catalyst that sparked my mother's exploratory spirit. From then, there was no food she wouldn't try. No dish too spicy. But there were some limits, still, on how she could use those spices her host gifted to her. And I remember they gave me the spices that they used to make the chicken. Of course, you can't just take the spices. I tried for years to figure out how to replicate what they did. I never could do it. But they were kind of, oh, here's some spices. You can just go make it. I guess in their mind, I should be able to just do that. And I messed up a quite a, I messed up quite a few meals trying to do that. Um, but later on, I realized there's certain things you have to do with those spices. It's not just like you're putting salt and pepper on a piece of chicken with some flour and just, you know, it's a whole process. But they didn't know. But they were kind enough to at least share that with me. But that was the moment that I just, I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe how good the food was. Next, we travel to a more recent past where that childhood circumstance rears its head once more. And my mother's life is changed again. This time more drastically. If you liked part one of this two-part series, don't forget to share with those who may feel the same. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Podcast. Writing, recording, and production support come from yours truly. Music mixing and production support comes from Jarrell King. Thank you for listening to this episode of Woe Now with Annalisa Law. I'm her. See you soon.